Welcome to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. I'm Dr. Emily Riley, an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, a physical therapist. And we are the owners of Purposefully Home. We provide in-home care to older adults who want to age safely in place, including supporting their caregivers with education and training. We started this podcast when we realized how often families struggle when caring for a loved one and lacked the proper resources to keep them thriving at home. Our goal is to provide you with information that will support and guide you through your current caregiving situation. We'll talk about everything from the limitations of our current healthcare system to safely designing your home for dementia. You'll hear from a variety of expert caregivers and professionals alike about the challenges and joys of caregiving and how they conquered burnout while maintaining a balanced life. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you transform from an overwhelmed, burned out family caregiver into a confident and empowered one. Our mission is to help as many seniors age in place as possible, and we are so happy you are here on the journey with us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. My name is Dr. Devin Turnbull, and I'm one of the owners of Purposefully Home, which provides therapy services, home safety assessments, and caregiver education and training to adults and their loved ones. I am also a physical therapist, and I specialize in and love working with older adults to help them stay as strong and independent as possible as they age. And part of this is working with their caregivers to help them with safety and education, because let's face it, without caregivers, it would be very difficult for seniors to age in place. So I'm going solo today to talk to our listeners about some general principles for safe transfers. And I'm going to talk about five different principles with you today. But first, I want to just explain what a transfer is. So a transfer is any movement from point A to point B. It could be from a chair to another chair. It could be moving from a wheelchair onto the toilet. It could be moving from laying in bed to standing up. There's lots of different transfers, and thus there are lots of different transfer techniques. And it also depends on, of course, the level of function of the person that you are trying to assist. So as a physical therapist, I transfer patients all the time. So I'm pretty comfortable and confident with it. But when I'm in someone's home, I also see all of the ways of what not to do during a transfer especially with older adults, because injuries are more prone to happen if we aren't careful with them. So I wanted to talk about this topic today because if you as a caregiver are hurt or you're unable to assist your loved one, then the person you're caring for is in trouble as well. So these principles are mostly to help yourself avoid injury, but it will also ensure that the person you're caring for is safe and completes a successful transfer as well. So the first principle that I want to talk about is to transfer towards the person's stronger or unaffected side. So this isn't relevant for every single person because it depends if they have an injury that's left them with a weaker side. For example, if somebody has had a stroke in the past, then one side, one leg and arm might be more um, weak than the other. 
if somebody has had a hip or a knee replacement, then that side is going to be the weaker side. So the reason why we transfer to someone's stronger side is that they have to put most of their weight towards the direction that they're going. So if they're able to put their weight on the stronger side, it will alleviate some of the burden that you as the caregiver who's assisting with the transfer will have to bear. Now, sometimes depending on the configuration of the house or the room that you're in, it's not always possible to transfer to somebody's stronger side. So if you do have to transfer someone towards their weaker side, just know that you should probably stand on that weaker side and know that they're going to need a little bit more assistance from you than if you were transferring to their stronger side. The second principle is to create the path of least resistance for the person. So if you think about somebody who's transferring from their bed into a wheelchair, for example, the best configuration is to position the wheelchair perpendicular to where they're sitting. In other words, when they're transferring, they'll only have to perform a 90 degree turn or a quarter turn to sit in the chair. A lot of people, I think it's maybe more intuitive to place the transfer surface across from the person. So if I'm sitting on the bed, the wheelchair would be facing me across from me. But in that case, the person who's transferring has to complete a half turn or a 180 degree turn in order to complete the transfer. And that means you do too. So there's a little bit more room for error. Sometimes if you're standing with them, feet can get tangled up and it's just more likely to result in a fall or injury. So again, the first principle is to transfer towards someone's stronger or unaffected side. The second principle is to create the path of least resistance for them. So before you even start the transfer, take a few seconds to look at the room, look at where the person is and where they need to go and spend some time with the setup of the transfer before you dive into it because you don't want to be stuck holding someone up and panicking. Now, the third principle is to choose the transfer type based on the person's level of assistance or their level of function. So some people are able to stand up and walk and maybe they just had a knee replacement or something and they need just a little bit of help with the transfer. You'll probably have to do a minimal amount of work with that person. However, some people are a little bit more deconditioned or they've been in bed for a long time. They're very weak and it's hard for them to stand up. So in that case, instead of standing them all the way up and making them take a few steps or a pivot turn, sometimes it's just easier to lift them a little bit off the bed so that they're in a squat position and then just transfer them into the chair. So it depends on how strong the person is, if they are able to weight bear or not. Sometimes if somebody has had like a stroke or a spinal cord injury, using some adaptive equipment such as a sliding board can also help them complete the transfer with more independence. And we'll go into some pieces of adaptive equipment that can help with transfers in another episode. So let's start over. 
Number one, transfer towards the person's stronger or affected side. Number two, create the path of least resistance for the person. Number three, choose your transfer type based on their level of assistance. So whether you're going to use a sliding board, whether you are going to help them stand up and turn, whether you're just lifting them with your own strength and kind of moving them to the different transfer surface, um, it's up to you. And again, that kind of harkens back to taking a couple seconds before you start the transfer to just look at the setup of everything and have a plan before you start. So number four is to maintain good body mechanics during the transfer. And this goes for you and the person that you're transferring. I'm sure most of you have heard the concept that you're supposed to lift with your legs and not your back, which is really important during a transfer because Oftentimes, you have to get really up close and personal with the person that you're transferring in order to be stable and not drop them. So by lifting with your legs, that means you're getting into kind of a squat position rather than keeping your legs straight and rounding your back over when you're reaching for them. So lifting with your legs and not your back is a very important one. The other important thing to keep in mind is the stance that you are in. Um, A lot of people like to get into that squat position. Depending on the size of the person, I like to get into more of a split stance where one of my legs is in front of the other one. So I'm in more of a lunge position. That helps me to get some momentum as I'm transferring. So that can help as well. And then avoiding using your arms too much when you're lifting and using their arms too much. So a lot of times I see people go to grab somebody underneath their armpits when they're transferring them. And again, that kind of might seem like the intuitive thing to do during a transfer. But the fact is we have a lot of important anatomical structures in that armpit area. And you can actually cause some nerve damage if you're not careful. You can pull someone's shoulder out of their socket. So there's a couple different things that can happen if you're pulling someone up by their arms. Now, usually what we as physical therapists promote is to use a gait belt. That's G-A-I-T as in walking. That's that fabric belt you've probably seen that goes around somebody's waist. And as long as you have put it on correctly that should not move very much. So a gait belt is a very helpful tool to use if you're transferring somebody who needs you to kind of lift them up and provide a little bit more support. So the last principle that we're going to talk about is communication. And this might seem pretty simple, but it's very important. When you are going to transfer someone, it's vital that you don't just go to lift someone up. You have to tell them what you're going to do and give them time, especially if they are a person living with dementia or have some cognitive deficits, give them time to understand what is going to happen so that their anxiety doesn't increase and they panic mid-transfer because that could lead to a fall for both of you. So communication is very essential when you're doing a transfer. And you can kind of break it down into steps for people if that helps. So you can say, hi, I'm going to help you transfer from your bed into the wheelchair. 
I'm going to put my arms around your waist on this gate belt. Then we're going to stand up together and we're going to pivot and sit you in the wheelchair. And you can pause in between each of those if they need some time to kind of register what you're saying. So those are some general transfer techniques that you can keep in mind the next time you find yourself needing to do a transfer. So to recap, they're transferring towards the person's stronger or unaffected side. Two is creating the path of least resistance for the person. Three is to choose the transfer type based on that person's level of function or the level of assistance that they need. Four is to maintain good body mechanics for yourself and for the person you're transferring. And number five is to communicate. So I hope you all found that helpful. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Purposeful Caregiver. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into The Purposeful Caregiver podcast. We know you have a limited amount of time as a family caregiver and appreciate you choosing to spend it with us. We would love to have you join our community, the Purposeful Caregiver Facebook group. Be sure to also sign up for our email list at purposefullyhome.com so you never miss an episode and have access to get to know us a little bit better. Lastly, stay tuned as we will be announcing the launch of our virtual caregiver workshops where you will transform from an overwhelmed and burned out caregiver into a confident, empowered one. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. See you on the next episode of The Purposeful Caregiver.